The Steelers lose yet another game in heartbreaking fashion. The Eagles get to face the Cowboys yet again. And we leaked the Week 14 game script. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. We have the big three in here today. Chris Kostich wasn't able to make it. He has work. But, guys, today's a special day for the Fumble yes. Rooski Podcast. And we'll stay brief on this, and we'll touch on it again at the end of the show. But three years ago today, we released our very first episode and became established as the Fumble Rooski Podcast. 5,000 followers later and three reels of over a million views later. Here we are on our 226th episode. Guys, I knew I knew I had high expectations for this show, but I did not see it going where it is today. Uh, I, I knew exactly. I, I saw high potential in us. I knew that. Just as long as we kept going with it, I knew we could take it as far as we wanted to. I wasn't there at the founding. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? At the end of this episode, I'm going to show footage. So, like, every year I show footage from our first episode. I'm going to show footage from CJ's first episode. Uh-huh. So you don't have to. So that now we don't have to take your word for it. We'll do that next time. All right. I forgive so you. we have an episode to get to, as I alluded to in the in the cold open. Steelers have lost to the Patriots. We get Eagles-Cowboys Part 2. This is always a matchup that is worth the watch, a division game. And we're going to go over all of the games and give game picks um, for Week 14's slate of matchups. But we are going to lead off with uh, Patriots-Steelers. So the Steelers lost as home favorites to the New England Patriots and this is not only that, this is their second straight loss to yes, a 10-win team. Yes, sir. So so we, we've got a Ravens fan with loads of bias. You already know who's starting first. As, as you guys may know, Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. So, Tuck, I'll let you start off. What the hell is wrong with this Steelers team? Oh, man. I was about to say I was about to say Zappio. I thought I was going to start off there. First and foremost, congratulations to the New England Patriots for getting the job done. They did just enough in the first half to finish this game out with a dub. Ezekiel Elliott had 110 yards in total offense. Juju Smith-Schuster showed up against his former team. And then let's get to the Steelers. Oh, my goodness, they looked abysmal on offense and defense. The Patriots, who scored less than the combined points they scored this week in the last three weeks, showed up and looked like an all-time team in the first half against the Steelers' defense. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how that happened. I'm glad they got it together in the second half, but it wasn't enough for them, was it? People t- were telling me Mitchell Trubisky was a reliable backup. <clears throat> the lie detector determined that was a lie. They couldn't get anything going on offense. I didn't hear a peep out of George Pickens last night. Didn't hear much from Deontay Johnson, except that, what, touchdown he had? Yeah, he had a touchdown last night. Outside of that, not much from him. All in all, I don't know how to feel about the Steelers because we still have to face them in the – last game of the season, so I don't know which version of the Steelers are going to show up. But the Steelers should have two easy wins, but instead they're coming off back-to-back losses. They should not have lost against the Cardinals, and they shouldn't have lost against the Patriots. The Patriots are not a good team. Adam and CJ will tell you that, and they're Patriots fans. And the fact that they still lost says a lot about the way that the Steelers are going right now. Hey, as a Ravens fan, I can do nothing but sit back and relax. I'm happy for it. I'm just as long as they're not a pain for me in the playoffs, I'm good. I don't need to deal with it. Oh man. 
Now they got 10 days of rest to lick their wounds and come back stronger than ever. But at the same time, we already know what it is. The Ravens are winning the AFC North. I'm I'm not worried about them. They might as well tank. Yeah. Okay, CJ. First of all, I agree with Tuck. The Ravens are going to win the NFC North because that's like Usain Bolt running a race against a bunch of people with their legs broken. So, oh, stop so, yeah, it. We'll call the winners by stop default. It. Yeah, stop it. I forget. Don't you. take that by default like the AFC North isn't the toughest division in the league. You won by injuries. Calm down. But oh, that's neither here nor there. All right, we'll reevaluate in the playoffs. We'll reevaluate in the playoffs. But you see, th- there's another moral to the story. It is simply that New England might just own Pittsburgh. Seems like come hell or high water, like nine out of ten times, they're going to win. And if you're the Steelers, what happened to your elite defense? What, what happened? No, I'm not even. I'm not even doing the what happened meme. It's like I'm asking a genuine question. You let. Bailey Zappi get three touchdowns on your head? Really? Zappi out. Let Juju Smith-Schuster get 90 yards on you? You let Zeke look like the second coming of James White? You let Hunter Henry get two on you? What? And look, and I'll give them credit where it's due. They snapped shut in the second half. They, They did. This is just the truth. And the offense showed signs of life. But by then, it was too late because uh, Mitch Trubisky, that's a term. That's one of the words, some would say. And I'm sorry. He's not the answer. And a lot of Steelers fans are like, but why do we suck? We got rid of Matt Canada. We should be good. Perhaps, just perhaps, the now as much as Matt Canada was an affront to the football gods himself, it's starting to look that he might not have been the entire issue. Their whole offensive philosophy needs to change. Because somehow, though you have two good running backs and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, your runners look like they're stuck in quicksand every time they tote the rock. Deontay Johnson is good. George Pickens has like a lot of flashy grabs, but none of them, I would say, are a true consistent wide receiver one. Pat Fryermuth is I. But at the end of the day, if you want to elevate your team, I'm sorry, you're going to need a quarterback. And you're going to say, but but Kenny Pickett is hurt. Yes, I, I will I will grant you Kenny Pickett's hurt. And sometimes your quarterback goes down, or sometimes quarterback gets benched and you need a reliable backup. But here's where I stand on Kenny Pickett. Was he even doing that good before? Because dude played quite a few games. I want to say like eight or nine, ten, per, you know what I mean? Ten. 10 to 11. 10 to 11 games. And in and we'll, we'll just err on the safe side and call it nine, perhaps. He has a, a, let's just call it nine games. He has a completion percentage of 62% flat, 2,070 yards, six touchdowns, four picks. Now, if you told me he did that in five or six games, I'd say, all right. But no, a, perhaps nine games there? Like, that is abysmal. That is oh my God, that might violate the Geneva Conventions, I tell you what. I just, he's not the answer. And I know he's young and I know it's like, oh, but the kid from the University of Pittsburgh playing for the Steelers, oh, the stories, the narratives. Nah, I'm sorry, he's not the answer. And you cannot convince me that he is. Let's speak the truth. And one last thing. I'm looking at it now and apparently... He played, at this point, 12 games. His last game was December 3rd against the Cardinals. So that's 12 games. And by the way, in his last four that he played, he, oh, great, you didn't throw any interceptions, but he didn't throw any touchdown passes, and he didn't even crack 300 yards. He's a Walmart brand game manager, and looks like firing Matt Canada wasn't enough. You need another star quarterback, and you need it back. I can see now why Kenny Pickett was not pushing for Matt Canada to lose his job because he was the only guy who was reflecting blame that Kenny Pickett was not making the strides that we wanted to him to in year two. I thought he would be a really good wide, uh, excuse me, a really good quarterback. He showed some promise, 
during preseason, but that has not translated for the entire team into the season. Do not let that seven in seven and four record that they had. Don't let that fool you. This team, I don't understand how they had that record, but they are quickly showing that they are not that good of a team. And I don't, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you what the problem is. I don't know. Like they have a good, they have a pretty good wide receiving core. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Um, you've got Pat Fryermuth back there. You also pair, you paired him with Darnell Washington. And you worked on that. You worked on that offensive line. On top of that, you also have Najee Harris, who's supposed to be a really good running back. And he had the excuse of that offensive line being really bad. Turns out he's just not that good good at football. And that defense is supposed to be ferocious. It has been pretty good. It's been their upside. It's been probably the main reason why they're seven and five, why they're uh, rather seven and six now. But. I don't know what this problem is. I think just Kenny Pickett isn't the guy. That's that's my best guess right now, but everything seems to be in a funk. This this offense should not have trouble putting points on the board, especially against the Patriots who are riddled with injuries on that side of the ball. There's no excuse for it. And you also your defense just got carved up in the first half by Bailey Zappi, the backup who is actually kind of worse than Mac Jones. So, I don't know what to tell you here. There's so time will probably tell what the actual issue is in the Steelers. I would hope as a professional organization that they are, they will handle it. But until then I'm clueless. I don't know what is wrong with this team. They don't believe in the coaching right now. That's the only thing I can say. I don't think it's necessarily Mike Tomlin, but the offense itself, it's just not working out. Do you see the Steelers wide receivers when they, they play, they look so disheartened when they play in this offense they don't look interested in playing in it they don't look invested in it when they try to block they they don't put their heart into it it's evident when you see them play george pickens is frustrated deontay johnson is frustrated they are overthrowing pat fryer move i don't understand this offense i don't get it matt canada is not there anymore and they're somehow even worse even though they had that one good game when he was gone but all in all i I just don't get why they're this bad when they have all this talent surrounding them. There's no reason why they should be losing to the Patriots or the Cardinals. Don't get me wrong. As a Ravens fan, I'm happy. But if you're just overall looking at the team, there's no reason why you guys should be seven and six. Well, I mean, I mean you guys should be, but not for the way you guys are losing right now. That's what I'm saying. You should be playing better without, like, usually when a, when a coach is fired, a coach that they believe is not the guy that players start to tune out. Usually, they get better afterwards. They have failed to eclipse uh, to eclipse twenty yard uh, twenty get. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, English. They have failed to eclipse twenty points in the three games that they've been without Matt Canada. Yep. Yeah, they went over four hundred yards in that one game, but they only scored sixteen points, and it was against the Bengals defense. That's okay. It's decent. It's not a great defense. If you have the personnel that you have with the expectations that you that you have that you have brought upon yourself, then you need to score more than just 16 points. I don't care how many yards you get. Stats are for losers. Put up more points than the other team. And not just and preferably not against backup Jake Browning. You know, you know, uh Tuck said something that I do want to address about them not believing in the coaching. And maybe not putting their heart into it. And I think he's correct. Because I have here a quote from Steelers uh, All-Pro Minka Fitzpatrick. Who said, and I quote, In order to see the fruit, you've got to toil for it. I think too many people don't want to toil for it. They just want to walk out here and think that they're going to make plays. And think that they're going to perform at a high level. I think we need to have more people that want to work for it, not expect it to be handed to them. This is the NFL. Nothing's handed to you. you got to earn everything. And honestly, I think that's a perfect way to describe how the Steelers team plays. They think that just because they wear the black and gold, they're just going to go out there and uh, play like stars. But Minka will tell you that's not how it works. So, Tuck, I mm-hmm. think you're more right than you, even you realize. You know what? It- Today's a good day for me. The Steelers lost. 
It, I'm feeling good. I'm happy right now. The AFC North looks pretty much wrapped up. It's just a matter of time. I believe we, if we win just like one or two more games, we win it. But I'm trying to get the number one seed. Outside of that, I'm, I'm feeling good. For a division that is historically, at least in recent history, been, been, been so competitive, this is kind of an off year for them. I get we were that they all in the beginning of the year. I liked it at the beginning of the year, but then you lost Joe Burrow for the rest of the season. The Steelers have been not nearly the team we thought they would be, and uh, they also lost Deshaun Watson on the on the Browns. And the Browns with Deshaun Watson were nothing right home home about either. So it's been kind of a outside of the Ravens, who have been admittedly much better than and I think anyone thought they would be. <laughs> I'm right here, you know. I, I told you he was one in the division. I mean, <laughs> do okay, I need to raise I'll money? give you, I'll, you get your flowers, Tuck. All right, you get your flowers. They, you were, you were right. They're going to win the division, and they might even make a, a deep playoff run, especially given the way this this AFC looks around you. I mean, it's been littered with injuries. That's it's kind of it kind of sucks. It's not competitive this year. That's the problem. Or it is, it is in, or you know what? It is competitive in the most wrong way possible. In that everyone's injured, so therefore the le- the field, in the worst way possible, is leveled out, right? So, you, I, like I for example, Monday worse. Night Football this past week in Week Thirteen, yeah, you would think if you saw the score, you'd be like, "Damn, Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence are involved in a, in a classic." It was no. C.J. Beathard versus Jake Browning. Stop like, so that. It, so it wasn't it was that. an overtime thriller, but the the field has been leveled with backups. You're saying it like Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing in the game at all. Well, he played at the end, but that was probably the re- part of the reason why the, the Jaguars lost. Listen, all I'm saying is my, I believe the AFC is just so competitive, even with the, in, the injuries that are happening. It's just powerful, of course. I mean, the AFC North was very competitive at the beginning. And then look at the AFC East and the West, and then the South is the South. Because they're picking up speed too. I think the AFC East is just a foregone conclusion. It's possible. I, I agree. I agree. But all, all right. in all, just looking at the AFC, it's just very competitive despite the injuries. The NFC is just like the 49ers and Eagles and maybe the Cowboys. But I don't believe in them in the playoffs. Right. But um, that's a good transition, actually, because we are actually going to move on to our game of the week, Sunday Night Football. Eagles at Cowboys. We got a rivalry game. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker with CJ Medeiros. All right, we have week, reached our week 13 game of the week. So we have the Eagles visiting the Cowboys. Now, the last time these two teams faced, because they faced twice during the season, um, the Cowboys barely missed a victory in this one. They were They were the last team to have the ball. They drove. And Dak Prescott narrowly missed the end zone. The final score, 28-23, Philly won as uh, as they were the home favorite, but they face off again. And since then, so the Cowboys, winners of seven, uh, six of their last seven, their only loss was that one game against the Eagles where they narrowly lost. The Eagles, they're coming off a heartbreaking destruction victory. 42 to 19, they were crushed by the 49ers. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Tuck, CJ, I'll let you start, Tuck. What are your thoughts on this matchup? When I think about the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys, I think of uh, the rivalry game. 
this might actually turn out to be the best game of the season because it, it's always heated. It's always contagious. It's always entertaining to say the least. And when I look at two MVP caliber quarterbacks this year, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but Dak is playing like an MVP. He actually might get it. It's quite impressive. And I believe these are two very good teams who will be battling it out to see who will get the number one seed. The Eagles are quite are the number one seed right now, but if they keep losing like they did against the 49ers, it, it might just get interesting. I'm not sure about where they are in the standings right now, but if they lose one more game, they might have the same record as the Cowboys and they might leapfrog them. I might be wrong, but I think it's something along the lines of that. So all in all, this game is very important regardless of record because it's a rivalry game and I expect the Eagles and Cowboys to show up but since it's on the Cowboys' turf this time, I think the Cowboys might be able to pull it off. I'm expecting something along the lines of 30 to 27 Cowboys. Who's drumming? That's me. Uh, drumming to your own game pick? Yeah. All right, CJ, shoot. I I said this last time. And I'm willing to stand on business for this. I do not want to be in the same room as a very pissed off Philly team. You know? Because yep. you just got your rear end handed to you by the San Francisco and- 49ers. And the Cowboys are talking endless amounts of trash. But and you're gonna have to play them and listen to their very loud and equally obnoxious and and just awful, awful fans in Dallas. That's what you're gonna have to deal with. But for Philly, it's about mentality. And Adam, you you hit a test. I said this last episode. This happened to New England a few years. They went on a winning streak, they got punched in the mouth, and then they couldn't stop the bleeding. You know, they would just start dropping games they should win because their heart wasn't in it. They said, okay, we're not all that. Well, I guess we suck. So for Philly, when you get a win streak snapped, it's all about your mentality. It's all about how you, you know, avoid this. Because just on paper, you can make an argument and a solid one at that, that Philly is better. Philly is better on paper. That's how it is. Adam, I can see you disagreeing. Don't, don't start. I think it's close. Yeah, it's close, but still the edge goes to Philly. So there's no reason you shouldn't win. That being said, Dallas, you know, is coming in. They're riding a hot streak, but it's literally 110% going to ride on Philly's mentality. That being said, someone's got to put Dallas in their place. I feel like Dallas is playing a little too fast and loose right now. (laughs) And they haven't really been beating up on, you know, good teams. So that being said, I think Philly leaves Jerryland with a win, but it's gonna be close, and it's probably gonna be some of the ball, and it's gonna be a shootout. I'm expecting something along the lines of 35-33. Yeah, I am actually going to pick the Cowboys in this matchup. I think the Cowboys have all of the momentum right now, and the Eagles are coming off a loss. And you would think, yeah, I don't want to be in the same room as an angry Eagles team like this one, one that has that has balls. But mm-hmm. Cowboys have won 14 straight home games. One of those, you claim the Eagles as a victim last year. So we know they can do it. They're going to show up as the best version of the Cowboys which is something you need to know, believe it or not, because the Cowboys could be the team that can barely put points on the board one week and then drop 50 on you another week. They're that type of inconsistent, and I think we're going to get the best version of them. Um, they're pissed off that they lost their last matchup, and you can tell because they've lost, they've won, uh, they've won four, straight, four straight games since then. Um, winners of six of their last seven. Dak Prescott is on a mission. He is having an unbelievable year. He may end up winning league MVP, and this scorched earth trial that he is going through may end up getting them to be division champs for the first time since 2016. So give me the Dallas Cowboys. Rather, 2018, rather. My misspoke. 
Yeah. I think they're going to do it again. And this is probably their best season since 20, uh, since 20, 2016, I would say. So give me, yeah, give me the Cowboys in this matchup. Also, I think the talent is a lot closer than we might think. Their defense is around the same level. Their passing game is around the same level. In fact, I would actually give a slight edge to to the Cowboys just because their their quarterback is a better passer. And I think the only the only spot I would give a genuine massive edge to Philly for is their running game. I think they're they're better with running the ball. So yeah, give me the Cowboys in this matchup. That doesn't mean they're going to be better in the postseason. I don't know what's going to happen. Because again, we don't know what Cowboys team we're going to get from a week to week standpoint. But I know the Cowboys are pretty good in the in the regular season. So give me this Cowboys team. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to pull it out this time, more specifically because they're at AT&T Stadium, Jerry's World. That's going to be more comfortable being there. I think they'll have more chances to succeed. I believe they'll have more opportunities to score touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. And I think that's going to be the major difference within this game. All in all, I I trust them to be able to win this game. Come the postseason, don't trust them at all. I expect them to lose the very first chance they get. It's but this game they should win. But I think one thing that we can't argue about this matchup is big for the NFC uh, playoff landscape. If because yeah. if the Cowboys win, then we may, may be looking at a very different NFC East champion, and it's a very different postseason. A postseason where the Eagles may not even make the conference championship because the road is not going to go through them anymore. Um. On the other hand, if the Eagles win, they have a bigger stranglehold on that number one seed. So a lot, a lot is uh, a lot on the shoulders on this one matchup. All right. We are going to move on. So we are going to give game picks, run through all of the games, 1 p.m., 4 p.m., primetime, all of that. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros, as always. All right, so our Friday episodes include we uh, game picks for every single matchup of the Sunday and Monday slate. So we're going to start off with 1 p.m. Eastern time slate of games. And starting off, we are going to go to... The Buccaneers visiting the Falcons. So a division game. Uh, Tuck, what's your pick? I'm sorry, say that one more time. I couldn't hear you. Buccaneers at Falcons. What's your pick? Battle of the Mid. I'm taking the Bucs. I just like that team so much right now. I I think the Bucs will pull it off. All right, CJ? I agree with Tuck. Give me Tampa. If, Fal- if, if the Falcons actually knew how to use their stars, then it would be a different conversation. You know, but like their coach is inept, so no. Yeah, I think we're going to sweep on this one, Buccaneers. I just I, – I never thought I'd say this, but I trust Baker Mayfield more than the quarterback on the opposite sideline. Um, and, more than, and more than the coaching as well, because they, again, like CJ alluded to, they don't know how to use their stars. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the next matchup. We got the Colts visiting the Bengals. This is another bo- battle of the mid, but an interesting one, but two, because they're two that are actually in the playoff picture in the AFC. Again, this is the AFC is competitive for the, all of the wrong reasons. Tuck, what's your pick? I got 
I got the Colts. I got the Colts. They beat us this year. They're looking pretty good. I think the Colts are going to win out because I'm not sure if uh, Jake Brownie can lead the Bengals to victory against this Colts team. CJ? Uh, I don't know. On one hand, Browning just played the game of his life. And now, but you know how it is. Backups can rarely keep the magic going. And Minshew is a little more established. And, but... You know, Browning shows that he's got a decent hit on his shoulders, and on top of that, he's just got a lot more weapons around him. So give me the Bengals, but it's going to be close. And it's probably not going to be a pretty game either. It's probably going to be like 20 to 17. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the Bengals too. I think Jake Browning showed that he isn't some pushover, but the the backup magic never continues. But I think it will with this game because it's the Colts. And you're facing Gardner Minshew. So again, the AFC is competitive for all of the wrong reasons because everyone is playing with a backup right now. So yeah, give me the Bengals. I think it's going to be a close one, but still Cincinnati takes this one and they stay in the playoff hunt because they have they have a lot of weapons that were meant for Joe Burrow, but the backup gets them now. Um, all right, next matchup, Jaguars visiting the Browns. So another one. Weirdly competitive because both teams are most likely going to be without. Well, we know the the we know the Browns aren't playing with Deshaun Watson, but now the Jaguars most likely it's going to be an uphill battle. But even if he is there, is he going to be healthy? Most likely going to be without Trevor Lawrence. Tuck, what's your pick? If Trevor Lawrence plays, I'll pick the Jags. But if he's not, I'll pick the Browns. I think that the Browns defense is just very good that they'll win games despite who's playing at quarterback. Uh, Jaguars need Trevor Lawrence to win. Without him, I don't think they can win, so I'm picking the Browns if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. CJ? I lean Browns, and it's not you know, because I'm operating on the assumption that they do not – I mean, they by the Jags, I mean, do not have Trevor Lawrence. And the Browns, really good defense. P.J. Walker has shown that he can at least be middling and just not a complete tire fire. And also, look at who the backup is for Jacksonville. It's C.J. Beathard, and he's horrific. Okay. Um, uh, fighting the urge to pick the Jaguars, but I just can't find a reason to pick them. Because if you had Trevor Lawrence, you'd say, okay, maybe it'll be close. But... Just because that Cleveland defense is so ferocious, I think they're going to they're going to they're going to make C.J. Beathard see ghosts to dial the clock back to 2019 with Sam Darnold in his I believe it was his second year in the league. God, what a missed pick that was! I mean, not that any of the other Jets picks haven't been missed, but that's such a that's such a bad line. Oh man. All right, yeah. So we're gonna sweep on that one. I think we're all picking the Browns. All right, give so Texans at Jets, one that is not it's a lot different than the other AFC matchups that we've already covered. Jets at Tech, uh, Texans at Jets. C.J. Stroud, he's still a stud, and technically he is still in the in the uh, in the MVP race. The Jets still struggling with that starting quarterback situation. Who are they going to start on a weekly basis? They've named Zach Wilson, but how's he going to play? Is he even going to last for a long time? What do you guys think? Who's who's winning this game? Talk. Talk, you're muted. Talk. Sorry about that. I got the Texans winning by 10 plus points. Yep. CJ? The way I see it, I also have to go with the Texans. I'm not just crediting the Jets' defense, but on offense, you're starting Zach Wilson. And not even that you're starting Zach Wilson. Read the reports. He was reluctant to come back in and start. He does not want to be playing. So, yeah, when you have a quarterback that's going to be out there and just going through the motions, that's recipe for disaster, even if you have – like the 85 Bears defense. So put my money on Houston. I don't think he's reluctant. I just don't think he wants the, to play the right reports now. reports literally said game. he was reluctant, unless you're going to say that every report out there was wrong. Okay, who who cares? He he blows anyways. 
Um, I'm taking well, the Texans. Worse if he doesn't want to be playing, so. Yeah, but That's we also don't know. If that, we don't Texans. know if that's true. Um, all right, because Aaron Rodgers also said it was a fake story. I don't yeah, know. And again, Aaron Rodgers is high off his ass on mushrooms half the day, so who cares? Okay, well, it, it could be right. It could be wrong. Reports can I mean, be wrong. I need um, the to I'm still, I'm still taking the Texans. I think the Jets' defense may keep it close, maybe for a little bit. But look at the way game script works. If your offense can't keep your defense off the field, the defense is going to get, it's going to get tired, and then Stroud is going to eat. So give me the Texans. It's not going to be close, but it's also going to be a, not a blowout. It'll be a comfortable margin. All right, we move on to our next game. We go back. So this is this is interleague play. We've got the Rams visiting the Ravens. The Rams. Ravens. Ravens. That's what I said. Oh. Okay. Rams yeah, visiting the Ravens. The Rams have been winning some games lately, and the Ravens have not taken their foot off the gas pedal. Tuck, I guess you could maybe give a brief reason for a couple seconds. Now no, that you already made your pick before my I... Defense, my defense is the best. Our offense is finally coming together. I like Zay Flowers in this matchup against the, uh, the Rams' defense. I'm liking Odell Beckham looking for some revenge, and I like my chances with Lamar. I would like it if my left tackle would get his act together. I would really like that, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. I've just accepted the fact that he's past his prime and we need to move on. Okay. But other than that, outside of that problem, I don't really see how they can beat us unless they, unless we, we're just abysmal on offense. I think our defense is going to play lights out, and then we're just going to double uh, Nikoa. I just see okay. us winning. Okay, CJ? Yeah. So let me tell you something about this Rams team. Kyron Williams is starting to heat up. You've got a deadly receiver tandem of Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, and Stafford is still serviceable. And they're winning games. So who who am I kidding? It's still going to be the Ravens. I mean, I just – and look, despite everything I just said, they do not have the firepower to match up with Baltimore – and I was just trying to give Tuck a little scare. I mean, obviously, it's going to be the Ravens. I was like, if you want to pick against me, that's fine. But we know <laughs> what this is. No, no, no. I, I just said that to mess with you. But, oh, yeah, it's obviously going to be the Ravens. All right. This feels like a trap game because this is this is a Rams team that has been playing lights out for the past few games. And the Ravens have lost a couple of games that they shouldn't have lost. So yeah. is this is this one of those games? I don't think so. This could be a very close one. I'm still going to take the Ravens, but proceed with caution on this one because the Rams have not been playing like the team last year. More like a mixture of more. They, they've been okay, right? More like the 2020, 2019 Ravens who are uh, Rams who are still competitive. Don't sleep on them, but they are. I don't, I don't see them being a playoff team. So Proceed with caution on this one because this does feel like a little bit of a trap game where you could say, might as well just give it to the Ravens. Then the Rams make a game out of it, and maybe they, they might mess around and win. All right. Next game, we got an NFC matchup. NFC North, that is. Division rivals. Lions visiting the Bears. What are our picks? Lions. I, I trusted the I trusted the Bears one time and and then the fourth quarter happened. I'm picking the I'm picking the Lions. All right, CJ. It should be the Lions. Oh, like you said about the last game, I could totally see this being a trap game. And let's face it, we all know division games are always played hard. However, yeah. I I still think it's the Lions. Just the talent gap is going to be a little too much for Chicago to overcome. Yeah, this is going to be I think this is going to be the Lions and it's going to be much less it's going to be much less competitive than it was the last time these two faced where the 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 Lions barely got out alive. But I think the Bears are at the point where they know their season is over. And when you get to that point, your players stop playing as a team and they start thinking of themselves as independent contractors. They're guys who are thinking for themselves. They're thinking, I don't want to sell out my body for this season, a lost season. 
and I might want to get a new contract with this team or the next or a different team somewhere else. Yeah, give me the Lions. I think the Lions, I think the Lions are going to keep winning some games. All right. Next matchup, we got the Panthers visiting the Saints, an NFC South rivalry game. Who's winning this matchup? Tuck. Why do I keep going first? Sorry, say that. I'm just going in a consistent. Panthers at Saints. Who's winning? Battle of the not even mid. They're atrocious. Give me the Saints. CJ. Well, uh, I agree. Give me the Saints. I don't. I think it's a very real possibility. Carolina doesn't even win a game the rest of the year, and a lot of that is because they're trying to kill Trey Young. Poor kids yeah. out there looking like Bryce a deer in headlights. Sorry, Not Bryce Young. Young. Sorry, I've been watching Ooh, the NBA lately, sport. and I keep thinking about Trey Young. Sorry, I have sinned and so on and so forth. You know, I'll oh, take a salt tablet. It'll be fine. But all jokes aside, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, Bryce Young. Bryce Young has been playing like a deer in headlights. They're bad O-line, bad run game, mid-weapons. They're trying to kill this kid. And on top they're of that, like Frank Reich is horrific. And they don't have so a first round. Unfortunately, pick. unfortunately for for the very young pun intended, Panthers, I, I gotta go Saints. Let me give you a few factors here. First of all, the Panthers have nothing to play for to lose. And second of all, they have been doing everything, and I mean everything in their power to start winning some games. Third of all, the Saints are most likely, I believe they're going to be without their starter, Derek Carr, right? He's in concussion protocol. Something like that. Give me the Panthers. It's a possibility. There's. It's very hard to finish a season with just one win. It's very hard to do that. You've got to break it's through possible. at some point. I think I'm going to take the. I think I'm going to take the Panthers. I think they I'm pull off the win. upset here. The Panthers are doing everything in their power to win some more games, and the Saints. They just lost their starting quarterback for at least a game. Yeah, give me the Panthers. They still got Jameis Winston. He's good enough to beat the Panthers. He's oh, good enough famous, to famous. interceptions in a game. No. Interceptions in a season. Still will still will be. He's him. just gonna don a chef's coat and bake some turnovers. You know it, and so do I. That being said, he's not a I, I just I think he's a little more to work with than young. But it's gonna be an ugly game. And I wouldn't be shocked if the final score is something along the lines of like 13 10. Yeah. All right. That concludes our 1 p.m. slate. Next, we're going to go on to the 4 p.m. and the Monday night football games. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, and CJ Medeiros. All right. We have moved on to our 4 p.m. Eastern time slash prime time slate. And leading off, we are going to go to this interleague matchup. We've got the Vikings visiting the Raiders. What are our picks? Tuck. I'm trying to, like, Vikings versus Raiders. I like the Raiders, but they they've cooled us cooled off a bit. Um, I'll pick I'll I'll pick I'll pick the Vikings. Why not? Screw it. I also am picking the Vikings, and I'll tell you why. Head coach Kevin O'Connell has confirmed that Justin Jefferson is going to play Sunday. Ooh. Like it just broke. Like I'm on yeah. Instagram right now. Like three minutes ago, NFL posted it. Yeah, he's also been a a, a full participant all uh, yeah. all week long. So the writing was kind of on the wall. I guess he did confirm it. But yeah, I think Jefferson, I'm going to go the Vikings Jefferson. just for that 
just for that reason. Josh Dobbs, if he just plays half of how he has been playing, um, you've got Justin Jefferson. You have the other guy whose name is escaping me. Jordan Addison. Addison. TJ Hawkinson is having a career year. I mean, like all you have to do is throw the ball 20 yards with some accuracy and you're going to have some good success, especially against a Raiders team that is very, uh, not to be sound gangsta, but I'll say mid, very mid or just unprofessional rather. All right. Um, next matchup. We got the six and six Seahawks visiting the nine and three. Division leading 49ers, a division rivalry game. Ooh. What are we doing? Oh, I try. I think I tried to pick the Seahawks last time. That's not happening again. I'm picking the 49ers. I know division rivalry games are always tough, but you're going to Santa Clara. You are going in the 49ers home stadium. And Seahawks, think about it they narrowly lost to the Cowboys and they're playing a team. That's the 49ers who earlier this year beat the snot out of the Cowboys and just beat the snot out of the Eagles. Let's keep the uh, blowout train going. Give me the Niners. Yeah. I want to pick the Seahawks so bad because I feel like they're going to bring their best out of this game. Their playoff hopes hopes are really starting to fade and they're a wounded am- animal facing their division rival who they have played up against in recent matchups. But the 49ers are just too good. They have too much momentum that they're riding. You have to pick the 49ers in this one, although I do believe that the Seahawks are going to put up a very solid fight. Um, not to go too much off topic, but to go back to the 1 p.m. slate games, a week of no practice for Taysom Hill for the Saints. And no Chris Olave for the second straight day after being added to the injury report with illness. So this Panthers team will lose. Just saying. We'll just lose. saying it's just going to be a really ugly game. There's going to be a couple reasons why they could win this matchup, the Panthers. Um, all right. Moving on to our next matchup. Bills at Chiefs. This, this has been quite the rivalry. Not this year, but it has been in years past. And, yeah, this this on paper looks like a good matchup. And it, it probably will still be a competitive one because Josh Allen can still throw a million touchdowns. Tuck, what's your pick? I have no pick. He can go either or. I want to hear CJ's pick. And then you'll give a pick. I need a, I need a pick. For oh, you. don't yeah. defer. Don't defer. defer what kind one. of George Santos answer is this? I'll defer this right. one. I want to hear CJ's pick on this one. Just give it, CJ. Let's hear it. All right. I, I don't know. Mahomes always plays his best against Buffalo, so that's where I'm going. And it's And let's face it, Buffalo is a very fraudulent team. I don't know what it is. They, they, they're doing the same thing that they usually do, but it's just stale. And Adam's right. Josh Allen can't throw for a million touchdowns, but let's be honest with ourselves. He's going to throw a million picks as well. He does not yeah. play smart football. They still don't have a good running game, and it's shown that when Stephon Diggs has an off day, the entire offense suffers and their defense is horrifically overrated. So, right. yeah, go with the Chiefs. I mean, they don't have any weapons. I'll pick the opposite way. I don't mind. I'll double. I'll go the opposite way. I'll go the That's Chiefs. That's the reason here. why he. Okay. Did oh. I'll go the Chiefs here. Why not? I want to see. Oh wait, no, he picked the Chiefs, right? He he picked the yes, Chiefs. He did. Oh, sorry. I'll go Buffalo. I want to see. I want to see Buffalo. You absolute the trafficker! Why would you do? The reason this? I need that is because I need the Chiefs to. I need I need the Chiefs to lose. The reason for that you, is because I need the Ravens to keep them in by any means possible. I I need Josh Allen to show up and be great and not be great for a few minutes in the quarter, and then all of a sudden throw these horrendous picks. I need him to be great for sixty minutes because that's what it's going to take. And I need the wide receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs to start dropping passes. That's all. Give me Buffalo in this one. I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to put their best foot forward. They always find a way, find ways to put points on the board. 
On top of that, yes, this defense has been not as good as it has been in the past. But the Chiefs offense hasn't been as good as it was in the past. And yes, the Chiefs defense has been really good to make up for it. Are they going to be able to keep up with Josh Allen's offense? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a really good matchup where the the Bills keep their playoff hopes alive. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Um. All right, next matchup. Broncos visiting the Chargers. We got the uh, battle of the AFC West. Chargers are trying to stay in it. Broncos are trying to keep up their momentum. A little bit they lost during the Houston game, which they narrowly lost. Mm-hmm. But, Tuck, who are you picking? I got the Broncos. They look like the better overall team right now. Justin Herbert doesn't. Justin Herbert and the Chargers look lost right now. I don't. I'm not sure how I feel about the coaching staff right now with what's going on with the Chargers. The Broncos have all of a sudden found a, found a new surge of life. They are playoff contending team, which is shocking because I didn't think that when they were one in five, I thought they were down in the dumps. Now all of a sudden they actually look like contenders again. I don't know how they pulled it off, but I didn't, I I got the Broncos in this one. All right, CJ. Uh, Adam, I'd like to defer. No, I'm kidding. See see how you sound, Justin? Anyway. Uh, it's all right. You've been forgiven. So the Chargers, at least on offense, look so much better. Their defense has a few good stars like Derwin James and Khalil Mack. But doesn't matter how they look on paper. They're going to lose. And Denver is probably going to walk out of there with a win. Do you know why? Why? Uh, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is probably going to be the first name to get axed at the end of this season. Unless he doesn't. And right. if he doesn't, then yeah. sell the team. Yeah, unless they don't sell the team. Uh, they should bring in Bill Belichick. But that's besides the point. Get Broncos a, no, no, Broncos, no. Yes. No, Adam, yes. Adam, Adam it's not even that I disagree. Listen. It's that we, I do not want to talk about this right now. I this know that's why behavior. that's why I'm moving on to my pick and no 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 from like three voices. Give hey. me the Broncos in the, give me the Broncos in this matchup. I think the Broncos the, again they're riding that momentum. Let's ride. God, I hate I hate that I just said that, but they're doing it. And Russell Wilson sounds about as pathetic as he possibly could as he ever has. But they're doing it. They're winning games, so I'm not going to make fun of his Broncos country chant. And as long as they keep doing that, which I believe they will, there's only a couple of matchups where you could truly see them losing for the rest of this for the rest of this season. And I don't think that the Chargers are that one team. I think they're going to win this and they're going to win this in comfortable fashion because the Chargers look lost right now. All right. We're going to so we already covered the Sunday night football game. So we're going to move on to Monday night where we have two matchups. We're going to start with the Packers at the Giants. Who's taking this game, guys? I Do I go first or does Tuck go first? Tuck goes first. Sorry. Yeah, because I was going to say – Tuck messed up the order. All right. Sorry, say the team I was going to say he's just kind of sitting there. Like All a, right, let's go. Say the team one more time. Packers at Giants. Who's winning? I, I didn't hear the Packers. Uh, I, The Packers, obviously. The Giants' offense is horrendous. They don't have any weapons to speak of. I got the Packers easily. All right, CJ? I would think the Packers. After statement went over the Chiefs, you're on cloud nine. And also, what offense do the Giants have to speak of? What? What? You think Tommy Cutlets is going to go out there and outduel Jordan Love, who's now just hitting his stride? I disagree. Hmm. Mm, that's what he is. There's no word for it, the as Vito. Tommy DeVito says. I like him. I like him. He, he seems like a cool yeah. guy, and he he's might be a solid sale. quarterback in this league. I like him more than Daniel Jones. At least he shows more personality. But yeah, Daniel Jones is a character. The Packers better win. They better win. They need to. They're a yeah. better team, and Jordan Love better be the guy. I mean, he's playing like it right now, and they've invested. They've been, they've been marinating him for three years on the bench. While he watched Aaron Rodgers win back-to-back MVPs, I don't like that word. It does whatever. It's I use that word. Get over it. He marinated on the bench to get more seasoning in the NFL. 
and that's you better win this game. So I'm I'm picking the Packers. And if they if the Packers don't win, if they don't, then maybe as as CJ alluded to last episode, maybe Love isn't the guy after all. All right. After Next a matchup, one loss. I'm set. I'm well. You better at least make the playoffs. I guess upsets happen, but I feel Wait, like oh, you should I, win out. I remember what I said last episode. I forget. I I remember because I edited a reel that where you said maybe he's not the guy. Um, either maybe way, they need to make the. Tomorrow. They at least make. They at least. Well, I saw it. They at least make, need to make the postseason. So. 10 and 7 at the very least. But I think I think with this the the remaining schedule they have, they should go 11 and 6. I'd go as far as to say they should. All right. We have our last matchup, Titans. They're visiting the Dolphins. What are our picks? If the Dolphins don't win this game, I don't want to hear it. The Dolphins should easily win this game. The Titans are not good. CJ, Miami, not close. Next. Miami not closed, and there's no next because that's our last matchup. It's not close, and they they are the Dolphins are the best team in the league at beating bad teams. This is a bad team, and I think the Dolphins are going to, especially being at home. I mean, where is the where do the Titans have the edge here? Where's the reason for the Titans to pull off the upset? Unless we get Will Levis with DeAndre Hopkins fl- showing flashes of Tom Brady and. Randy Moss in 2007 again. Yeah. So, yeah. Give me the give me the Dolphins. It's not close. That is one of if we had a betting segment, this would be one of the locks. All right. Yes. That does it for the rest of this episode. I wanted to take the time to wish all of you guys, our co-hosts, Tuck, CJ, Chris, if you're listening, a happy three-year anniversary of our show. Again, I like. I guess maybe I did see it, but now that we are here, that we have gone this long doing this show and moved to we we used to go once a once a week. We go we do two shows a week. That's mm-hmm. insane. Most most podcast episodes don't last don't last past twelve episodes. Uh, most podcasts don't last past twelve episodes. But not only that. We have been able to promote our show on social media with over 5,000 Instagram followers and clo- and just under 5,000 on TikTok. I mean, it's been, it's been unbelievable. We post every day. We post on YouTube. We've done some great things. So, Tuck, CJ, thank you guys for all that you do to help out with, out with this show. I I can say with full confidence we would not be where we are at today without you guys. Oh shucks. Thank you. Thank you. You're very generous. CJ, your thumbnails are incredible. And Tuck, your bias kills me, but your passion what, my let, bias. My bias. Your but I'm your passion even just don't want to hear it. Oh yep. Yep. That's that's the bias in you, Ravens fan. And Chris, Chris, if you're listening. The reels that you've put out have been have gotten better and better and better. The the decision that you have made to spearhead our TikTok channel has been a great success. We have one TikTok that we posted that went nearly just under 10 million views. I mean, like I said, like there are a lot of things that we could have seen happening when we first started that I did not see. 10 million views. And through and on on Instagram, three reels where we have posted that we have posted that have gone over a million. That's insane. The stuff that we have done, and we're still growing, and we are accelerating at an even higher rate. So we're not going anywhere, guys. And again, so lastly, I want to thank our audience. So the fact that we have viewership at all, that we have an audience, we could do all the things that we want to do, um, but. We would not be still going if it weren't for us noticing that we get listeners and that we have listeners who actually engage with our content, who we talk to, who follow our personal Instagrams and talk to us. Like that's all insane. That's great stuff who we have as as guests. So thank you all, all for, you know, 
being with us this whole time. If you just if you're just joining us, thanks for joining us. If you've been with us the whole ride, then thanks for thanks for hanging around. But all right, I'm not going to show any any content from our first episode. That's I don't want to I don't want to torture us. Um, all right, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays, Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Be uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Happy three-year anniversary, over and out.